This is an absurdity. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Larry, my friend, we are halfway to 100. Oh, man, this is the big 5-0, huh? The big 5-0. It's all downhill from here, no doubt about it. (laughs) I just hope it gets easier, that's all. Now you need all those vitamins for over 50, and you know, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm not a day over 26. So, well, that's the whole thing. It's all the mental aspect of it, right? <laughs> if you feel Allegedly, young, yeah. Uh huh. Well, and when you go to yeah, concerts, yeah. like you're a James, uh, I always wonder, why do I keep wanting to call him Jackson Brown, James, James Brown? I did that in the last James, show. Well, my, <laughs> well, talk about polar opposites. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did oh, not shit. know that somebody died at the concert. Though. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was crazy. You got to listen to that Larry show, but this is a, this is something that, I mean, I've thought about that when my parents, when we were in Florida a few years back and they took us to one of my mom's favorite singers, cause she's Polish from years and years and years ago, Bobby Vinton, Bobby Vinton, the Polish Prince guy, I'm, I hate to say he puts on a great show. I like the music, at least a lot of it, but right. the average age in the crowd was probably 97, you know, so at least <laughs> minimum. Yeah, like the the odds are somebody's going during the show. That's just yes. When you get to that point, but and uh, oh, I should mention that thirty people shot and six fatally in Chicago over the weekend. Thirty people, six fatally. So that's pretty high kill ratio. Yeah, wow. Just want to put that out there because we like to report on that because nothing ever gets done for the obvious reason. But your reaction while noticing the reaction around you is something that I think is a major problem that we've talked about in a lot of different aspects of it. The whole, well, this was kind of a, an inconvenience that somebody died right around yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I believe, and I'm like, you know, this, now it all makes sense. All of the stuff that goes on, all of the petty and vicious fighting that goes on, on Twitter and social media, and when people meet Trump supporters, you know, I flash back to the video from like a year, two years. Maybe it was Election Day where a couple 20 something year old women like grabbed this little 10 year old's Trump hat. And, mm. you know, it, like just the hatred going on. And it's like, well, this makes a lot more sense that people aren't even looking at their fellow man as no. as human. Correct. Empathy's gone. And that's a scary place to be, really a scary place to be. It is. It is. And that's very much, uh, I think, a, uh, you know, there's parts of the world where that's more prevalent. And certainly L.A. is uh, <laughs> one of them. A little more self-centered in L.A. than others. Beyond belief. Like no place else I've ever been. Really. No place. Nowhere on earth like L.A. Are people more self-centered than here. 
Yes. Which explains why so much of our entertainment has come out of that area for yeah. for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's being taught? It is. And you you were absolutely right in that episode. Again, people should go listen to it. That Thank you. Jackson Brown had no idea what had happened. And it's like, that's also a travesty there too as an art you know an artist i don't i think he would want to know what was going on that one of his fans sure you would think so i'd want to know if i was up there in his shoes i'd want to know sure but it also just shows i guess the disconnect of uh of what's going on it is the person on stage even real you know they're they're sending holograms out there now (laughs) could be a jackson brown hologram who knows who could say yeah yeah, it's uh, it was true. But the odd thing was that this guy, this guy, when uh, you know, I heard the paramedics walkie talkie squawk and they said, you know, 70 old, 74 year old man, unresponsive. <laughs> and um, I look at this guy and he he looked like Methuselah. He's like the old man in the mountain, you know, big white beard and you know, white hair and stuff. And that's and there's Brown, <laughs> you know, he's down that stage three hours on his feet. Looks pretty good. So. Oh, same yeah. age 74 wow <laughs> well yeah and as much as you know people don't like the boss he still does three hour shows and he's in his 70s and uh yeah nugent does yeah. it and there's some of these guys that you know seem like yeah. they're going to go on forever i mean the queen was what 96 96 yeah i don't know if she was touring but i <laughs> i saw the who this at the same place a couple of years before and roger and uh and uh pete have a few years on on brown and they were holy shit those guys were unbelievable they were really, really lit. And you would Great think show, that so. the harder rocking guys would be uh, the first to go, that they wouldn't be able to get out there and keep doing it. Well, it's more aerobic, their shows. So I think that's a part of their longevity, right? That's true. Keeps them in better shape. And I pulled <laughs> up a uh, an article because you were talking about on this show and on that Larry show, the amount of guitars that Jackson Brown went through in the oh. night. Okay. And... uh I remember reading this after we had talked. I'm like, oh, I want to tell Larry about this. The guy from Genesis, Mike Rutherford. Okay. On their last tour, one of the guitars, and he plays a few different guitars, but the guitar that he has taken to kind of be his favorite guitar mm-hmm. is a, uh, see, a Squire Bullet Strat, which costs about 200 bucks. There you go. So he's not showing off with the, yeah. I've got my... Yeah, uh, that- I completely blanked on uh, Willie Nelson, man. He only has one guitar. That's it. Trigger. He's yeah. been playing on, on stage for 50, 60 years. Whatever the fuck. And he's very good. Willie. For very decades. Confident. And that thing Take started it. getting the hole in it, like within a few years, because it's not oh, yeah. meant to be played the way Willie plays it. Yeah. It's an interesting. I, I, I watched a whole video about he's, he's there's a guy in Nashville that resuscitates that guitar from every year. And there's he's just step by step. What he does, he, you know, puts in fills in that hole a little bit with plastic wood and reinforce it's incredible it's, it's a you know that that guitar right. should have its own documentary well i guess it does <laughs> it's, yeah, if it, it's about it, it continues yeah. to grow yeah and because the thing is uh, for anybody that's not familiar with acoustic guitars any little change you make will change the tonality it'll change the sustain it'll change the character of the sound coming out of it so when you're doing repairs you have to be very careful not to do that yeah you do and Willie, again, talk about a guy that nobody thought would be around at this point and still having tour dates Yeah, in his 80s. I saw there was some kind of COVID, and I don't know if he had COVID or somebody on his uh, crew had COVID, but there was a concert that was going to go on here. Another one of my parents, people that they like, Engelbert Humperdinck, 
86, still touring. Engelbert. What yeah. a weird world we live in. When yeah, well, I just think the message is clearly these guys love what they do. And, uh, you know, that's why they, ha- they live so long and they keep on doing it. Um, you know, guys that punch a clock and hate every day of it, they retire. They tend to die the day after they retire. Yeah, which is ironic, <laughs> really right? You know, it's I, true. I hit yeah. the finish line and that's it. Yeah, there's no question Willie Nelson loves what he's doing. And why not? You know, I've seen him several times. And the last time there's a, there's a club up the road a piece from me here. Um, it's not a big, big venue. It's maybe, I don't know, five, six hundred, something like that. It's kind of a, you can eat and drink and see a show. And Willie just appeared there mysteriously. I think like somebody fell out of the, out of the lineup and Willie happened to be in town and just, you know, raced over and said, yeah, I'll do this. And um, I watched him very, very close to the stage. And then when <laughs> he kind of raced through the whole thing, it was like, he was basically phoning it in. It's like, he wanted to get, get gone. You could tell. He took like no time between songs. Just okay, nice boom, 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 boom. It's a cattle drive. Anyway, when he's finished, incredibly, you know, you know, hey, we all know what Willie looks like, and this is only a few years ago. I mean, if he, if he wasn't a, a big country star, he'd look, you'd think he was some homeless guy, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And chicks jumped up on that stage that were less than twenty five percent his age, and pulled down their tops and handed him a sharpie and said, "Sign my tits." <laughs> You're like, yeah. okay, now I see why he likes his job. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, again, the power of the entertainment and the music thing. And like, if, they, if this guy, if Willie even said hello to them, uh, you know, on, on the check stand line at the supermarket, they'd call the cops. Right. Right. But it's Willie. So. And he's looked like he's been 80 years old since he's been about 50. So that yes, yes. is also the interesting thing. The hair's been the same length. And uh, yeah. his voice is finally starting to show its age a little bit. A little bit. But he has always been one of my favorites. My dad listened to him when I was growing up. And at first, you know, you don't really, I didn't really get it. But the more I've listened to Willie, I've become a pretty big fan just because of the fact that he is unique in his sound, which I can't stand listening to country radio now because everybody sounds the same. Yeah. And Willie, you know, when it's Willie, you do. One of his kids is close to his sound, but you know, when it's Willie. And the guitar, you know, when it's Willie, because nobody oh. has a, gu- a guitar that sounds like that. Plus, he has his own a very unique style of, pl- of picking. He really does. For the guitar and for singing, which is something yeah. that I picked up on. And then he has talked about it quite a bit. Just how much he emulates Frank Sinatra, which is mm-hmm. from a totally different world. And a lot of people, you know, country fans probably have no idea. Mm-hmm. But the way Sinatra did phrasing. And oh, yeah. could change, you know, the same song would never be the same twice in a row. Willie has that same ability. Oh, yeah. And Frank liked Willie. He recorded one of his songs, which is really amazing. Yeah, and it, that's well, Willie is a hell of a songwriter. A lot of people don't yes. even know with. I mean, it's sad. The, the audio has been going around and you had it on one of your last shows too. the college students who didn't even know we had a capital here. Yeah. You know, how many people don't know Willie Nelson wrote songs like crazy for Patsy Cline? And it, that song's been covered. I mean, that oh. that song has probably been enough to keep an average person going. I don't know Willie's budget, but an average person, that song has been paying well enough year after oh, year. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You get a song that good. You're, you're going to live you know, very comfortably off one hit for the rest of your life. No question. Yes. And uh, Willie was also on. He did a whole album. One of his more recent albums was all Sinatra songs. So, I mean, it's. Yeah. There, there's definitely a lot of love there. Mm-hmm. And I like when they can kind of cross over 
the different mm-hmm. uh, genres and show that, yeah, you know, he's not just Ray Charles was great with that, too. Yes, he was. And was he good? Yeah. It's like, well, you want to sit down, and play a country song and he can sit down and play a straight out country song. He can mm-hmm. do jazz. He could do blues. And Versatile. Not, yeah, and make it and, yeah. and it sounded authentic. That was yeah. the hard part. Because you're right, a lot of this, Willie, that's the one thing I noticed seeing Willie in concert a few times. Well, the first time when I was like 12, or I was like, wow, it's a funny smell around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the Willie crowd and all. But yeah. they speed up the songs. You mentioned the Beach Boys, too. That was the other problem I had with the Beach Boys is that, you know, they would, they would, I love the Beach Boys. Yeah. But, you know, they would take a three minute hit and turn it into 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's like, that doesn't quite have it. No. And you're right. You can't you can't do 100 percent of the studio trickery. No. When live. No. Although I've I've read several posts around lately claiming that almost all major touring acts are now using backing tracks. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned that on one of the shows uh, there was a video that appeared to catch Tommy Lee at a Motley Crue concert Mm, where the drums started before he sat down. (laughs) Oops, you know, but this is I don't know if it is because there is so much pressure now to put out the big show. And I've never been a fan of the massive stadium tours. I saw you two back in like 87, 88, and that was the last time. And it was just at the, you know, the basketball arena. And it was a, you know, more of a straight out concert before all of the audio visual stuff became the norm you know the football size stadiums it's like i don't know i don't yeah. like that yeah i i'm with you i just hate crowds you know if it's got to be something somebody that i really am interested to see and to go out and put up with the you know the, the crowd shit well right because there is always problems and now it's mainly somebody holding up their phone in front of you because they don't want to watch what's going on on stage they want to right. watch their phone capturing what's going on on stage yes which is why, as we've mentioned before, I like Jack White when he says, no, no cell phones. You got to put them in one of these things and you can't take them out until you're leaving. Yeah, that's what they did for Bob Dylan, too, which is was pretty funny. And all these people just all these rebels, <laughs> all these rebels. <laughs> Here's my phone. Lock it up. It's OK. <laughs> They're probably like, what do I do with my phone? Rebels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty funny shit. Yeah, people are funny. They really are. But <laughs> I can understand the pressure. It's getting to be more and more if you can't actually play what is on your record and i think this is the case more and more because of all of the computerized recording techniques and the ability to fix everything in the mix you know from pitch correction to oh you got one little note on the guitar solo wrong we'll just patch that in now you try to go out and do that live people could be very disappointed in the the quality of musicianship yeah you know? Absolutely, and that's where music is dying. What well, I mean, the music will be there, but mm-hmm. a live performance just isn't the same. It used to be, you know, a live performance could be electrifying. I don't know if you get that much anymore. I got a feeling you're right. Yeah, like I said, the Who was. I was like drop jawed by the Who, and then I, you know, it, I guess it depends on the act. I mean, I've seen Alice Cooper a bunch of times. Saw him a couple of years ago. Too. He was never disappoints. Well, you, you know, know him probably, and his band can actually play. Oh, they're awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And they can demand the crowd. I mean, Alice was one of the few artists, I think, that the theatrics made sense. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just oh, we're blowing well, stuff up and well, the he, the 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 theatrics for Alice were were you know an add on. They weren't cover for shoddy musicianship. You know, which a lot of guys do use that crap. But you know, he, he didn't need any of the any of the theatrics to you know whip that crowd up. It was just a bonus, really. Yes, and it works. Yeah, he created the persona, and it mm-hmm. just flat out works. Yeah, but we just passed nine eleven. How about that? 21 years, huh? And, uh, you know, I heard our, our, our buddies over on No Agenda yesterday, and they're so right. I mean, those guys are always ahead of the curve. I, and, I, you know, it seems like you never see any fucking planes in hitting into buildings or collapsing buildings or people running from, you know, mushroom clouds of smoke. Def- there's definitely an effort to bury that imagery. Oh, there's no doubt. And that was there was an article on uh, just the news dot com which talks about uh, Bernard Kirk, who was the police commissioner during mm-hmm. 9-11 in New York, that talked about the fact that the schools in this country not teaching about September 11th. Oh, really? Which it's like, why is this? Is this because it was uh, the uh, this would be racist? Is this, again, part of the whole you Probably. can't, you know, and that's, I can't come up with any other reason besides that. It is the most devastating terrorist attack on the United States soil. And yep. children aren't being taught about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't you think there would be a lot to learn? Mm-hmm. I mean, it brings up good questions like, well, why would people do that? I mean, you don't have to whitewash and be like, well, there's nothing wrong with this country and everybody loves us. But it's like to remove that. And you know where the curriculum is right now with a lot of the uh, teachings going on in the United there's States only, schools. There's only so much time between nine and three, Darren. And there's a lot of, you know, how are you going to shoehorn that in be between uh, pronoun rearrangements and gender identity and drag queen shows? Come on. Right. You got to have the important stuff. Exactly. The high school kids all have to be convinced that they're trans and they yes. need to go get trans surgery. Yes. Is that still what school is? Nine to three? Is that the average school I, day? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, if by year. I mean, for my pretty much. I mean, maybe it's eight thirty to two. It's it's in, the, in that range. Yeah. I mean, it should be longer. <laughs> now, I would have never said that when I was in school. Mind <laughs> no, you. I, I wouldn't either. No, <laughs> we were like, I shortened it all the time by playing hooky. But uh, that was me. Like, but now we're like, no, no, kids, you need to. You know, if you're going to, well, if your teachers are going to be so horrible and the curriculum is going to be so horrible that you're not learning about the history of yeah. the country and other very basic stuff, then obviously you need to add some more time. Well, the interesting thing is, if you talk to people who are into the homeschool thing, right, most of the time spent of that six hours a day is, is spent on bullshit because people at homeschool their kids get everything done in about two hours and they tend to perform better on all the standardized tests. So there. That is so much uh, for the so much for the professionals. It's not a surprise. Yeah, it is not a surprise. Just knowing that overall, and I, there are some teachers that are great at their job and have devoted their life to teaching and are doing right by their students. So don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I know those teachers exist. They do. But there's a lot that seem to just be punching the clock and are way more interested in pushing a political agenda. Sure and or a so societal agenda and not worrying about i mean this whole everybody's gets a trophy and the bullying thing going on now for 
20 years or so in full force, it seems, yeah. has weakened what you've got going on in this country because people just can't live in the real world. If somebody then says something to them that they don't like, well, then they're upset. Or if they actually have to compete in their job and it's like, oh, well, there are going to be layoffs. So the employees that have done the worst on their performance are going to be let go. It's like, wait, I was told everybody wins. Everybody gets a trophy. There's no there's no doubt that uh, academics and the educational system, if you you don't have to follow the trail very far to realize that they are responsible for destroying America. They did it. I would agree. Now, part of our educational system, you get answers like this. When the vice president was asked if she thought our borders were secure. I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do is the first request we made. Pass a bill to- right there. I, I think she didn't know what a bill was called for a minute. She was stalling because she didn't know what a bill was. Or maybe it's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> I mean, but it's like we were yeah. with our, we, I, we said you have to pass, uh, pass, um, uh, yeah. What, what do we gas. pass? <laughs> yes. No, if you want to test your air purifier, <laughs> you, you do that. And then the, uh, the thing kicks in. Pass a bill. To create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure. The border is secure. secure. Wow. We just need to create a path to citizenship. And uh, as one of the latest that Larry shows talked about, the, the commie dictionary. Yeah. Path to citizenship should be one of the uh, the entries. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, there's so much. It's impossible to do one. I you know, it would take one of a, you know. <laughs> it would you know, be the longest podcast so, yeah. in the history of podcasts. Exactly. You just got to cherry pick the ones that pop in your face first and run with them. But yeah, (laughs) because what the Democrats mean when they say path to citizenship is not what an average Republican means. I think when a Democrat says it, it means allow everybody in because anything else is unfair. Yes. Where more conservative people would say, well, we need to have a path to citizenship. Yes, I agree with you. But that means you trickle the people into the country at a rate that the country can absorb. But no, that would make uh, too much sense. But she's but saying the trickle doesn't work either. I mean, if you think about it, um, you've got Lightfoot in your hometown. You've got uh, Adams and the big rotten apple bitching, bitching because a couple of busloads of people come to a city, cities of what? New York's Millions. about 8 million. Chicago's what? Four, five. Yeah. I mean, so talk about a fucking trickle. That's a problem for you. Yeah. A thousand really? people show up and you're like, wait, you weren't ready for that sanctuary huh? city? And the fact that you How is that a problem? proclaimed your sanctuary cities. Yeah. Yeah. How's that a problem? Well, it's because they don't understand the reality. Like uh, Kamala Harris, who says the border's secure. Now, mm. even even Chuck Todd here, you'll see is like, wait, wait, wait. But we also yeah, I, have, have no, a broken sorry, immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in. Okay, blame uh, Trump. Blame blame the previous guy. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and see again now, if Chuck Todd was a, I mean, he pushed back a little bit here, as you'll hear, but a real journalist at that point saying, "Well, we inherited this from the four years of the Donald Trump." I'd be like, "Well, but over the four years of Trump, we didn't have this problem. So why do we have it now?" I mean, what did Trump do? Set her up. Be like, okay, well, what did Trump do that was a time bomb effect that we didn't have the mass numbers coming over the border during trump's tenure 
but we do them now that we got Biden. Chuck, he's never going to do that. No. And it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure. We have. Now, right there, I want to just play that one more time. Listen to the amount of silence that she leaves there because Chuck Todd dared. And this is a guy that's very liberal. That's what you're right. It's rage silence. It's how dare you contradict me. That's what's that's what's going on there. How dare you contradict me? And now what do I say? Because I really wasn't expecting to be challenged here. Right. You're confident this border is secure. We have like four seconds. Yeah. A secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. Okay. Now, what what the hell does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's have, a priority. She, she doesn't substantiate that border, just so it's a priority. Right. A secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have a secure border in that it's a priority for yeah. our nation. Mm-hmm. But that because it's a priority doesn't mean it's secure. Right. Gobbledygook. Yeah. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. There we go. Blame the ass. Blame the last guy. Yeah. But now here's an interesting thing. I know what she means. I believe I know what most people are taking that, but her actual words here are saying, well, there's really been a lot of problems over the last four years. Well, that includes two years of Biden. Not in her mind. I would agree, but words mean things. Given the de- <laughs> You're absolutely right. Deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship for the millions of people who are here and are prepared to do what is legally required. Well, if they were willing to do what would be legally required they wouldn't be here absolutely true correct yes sir ding 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 (laughs) it's like uh, no you can't have it both ways you can't be like oh well i just stole your car but you really shouldn't punish me because i'm willing to do whatever it is to get that car legally from you Mm -hmm. i mean i've already taken it but (laughs) i really wanted to get it legally it makes no sense to gain citizenship. We don't have that in place because people are playing politics in a state like this and in Congress on, by the way, you want to talk about bipartisanship on an issue that at one time was a bipartisan issue, both in terms of Republican senators and, and even president. Thanks for defining bipartisan cookie. <laughs> Thanks. We didn't know what that meant. And it used to be bipartisan <laughs> until the insanity came. And they want to blame Trump and um, Uncle Joey is still railing on the MAGA Republicans because they want political violence. And it's like, I don't know. This Adolf is Biden is his name. Adolf. And, and his son. Uh, What's his son's name then? Hunter. Yeah. Let's see. What is Rudolph? His name? Uh, I don't know. Rolf. I like that. Ralph. 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 Yeah. Adolf and Ralph. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Somebody do <laughs> hey. CSB doodle that. Okay, yeah, do that's a good doodle. What uh, when she said to him in this state, is she referring to a particular state of the union or what, what did that mean? I believe this was taking place in Texas, this interview, which is hilarious oh, because I don't yeah. think Kamala's gotten close enough to the border to smell it. 
Yeah. Oh, and that's her beat, isn't it? Isn't yeah. she like the this the the uh, the border czar, czarina? Well, yeah. Joey put her in charge, so I mean, yeah. Does he have any so power? Well. Does mm. Joey have any power whatsoever? Yeah. But this whole thing, it's like, yes, it used to be bipartisan because everybody understood Republican and Democrat that there is a danger for having too many people come in and overwhelm the system of what's going on here. And they need housing. They need shelter, which is housing. I'm sorry. And they need a food. You know, you need a lot of things. Mm. And when they're coming in with nothing but the clothes on their back and a lot of them don't speak English, which is a big uh, hurdle to getting a good paying job in this country. Mm. It's like, what is the rainbow at the end here for them? I mean, there's no pot yeah. of gold. So what do they have once they get here? What is the, uh, you know, what's the end game? Where, what are they going to be left with? I mean, are they better coming from these, you know, a slum in El Salvador and now they're in a slum in Chicago? Is that better? It's, weather's not better. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Is it, are they being helped in any way, shape or form? And the fact that one of the stats, which is just sad, is that 750 or so trying to come in have died and that's the, i mean i'm sure there are some that have died maybe that they're not even you know mm-hmm. uh, buried in the in the water of the rio grande and you don't have counted but it's well over double yeah. trump's worst year so it's like this is also a humanitarian crisis that hundreds of people are dying mm-hmm. trying to get here because joey's waving the flag saying hey come on in sure he is and everybody thinks that this is a system i mean i guess not everybody i think a lot of people that listen to us understand what's going on that this isn't a free ride to get from whatever country you're coming from south of the border well according to joey it is he's wrong but that's what he's that's how he's portraying it that's the pitch he and kamala are giving right (laughs) and and she's and again her lie what she means is she doesn't mean pathway to citizenship what she means is pathway to voting right pathway to voting democrat yeah, the end game to this is no citizenship. Just if you're here, you fucking vote. And remember who brought you here. That's that's all. This, and, and that's been the Democratic playbook since, uh, you know, New York in the mid 1800s. Those fuckers are down on the docks. Hey, come on over. Here, I'll get you a job. You know, vote for me. That's that's how they've always operated. This is not new. Adding to the voting rolls, not caring about what the cost these people have to pay. Whether it's right. from, you know, somebody bringing them across the border, you're definitely going to, if you're coming in through the southern border, you're dealing with the Mexican cartels. They are not nice people. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a lot of sexual assaults going on for women trying to come across. This is not a happy, the door is open and you just walk right on in. And that's also something that the Democrats never want to talk about that really should be brought to the forefront. But this is a nation now where the laws are just falling away. The new laws are stripping the old laws away. And I don't get the sanity behind this. I don't think there is sanity behind it. I think this all still goes down the rabbit hole of. You go back to the 60s and 70s, the weather underground, those kind of things. You know, the people that were buddies with mm-hmm. Barack Obama right. wanting to crash the system. 
Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's not, it's insane to you and to people who, you know, are not on that side, but for them, it's, it's just, this is the plan. You know, let's overwhelm it. Let's fuck everything up. So we just have total control for the rest of time. Now, there are a bunch of new laws going into effect for the state of Illinois. Oh, I saw those. (laughs) And the best Uh, audio that I've got from this is from a mayor from a town not too far from me to be there in like 20 minutes. This guy with the gray hair. Yes. The uh, uh, Keith uh, Picow, I believe his name is. I think he's running for uh, for governor or he should. Mm -hmm. He's the mayor of one of the suburban towns here. And he was just letting everybody know what's going on. I can't even begin to tell you how dangerous this act is. First, it was passed in the middle of the night with 40 minutes to read an 800-page bill, which is unacceptable. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Okay, so that means if you commit any of those offenses in Illinois and are caught, which, I mean, let's be honest, are you really going to be caught? Right. But if you are, no cash bail means they just say, okay, you're arrested now, go await your trial, go back home. Mm Mm-hmm. For kidnapping. Sure. For her second degree murder. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Nope. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska. <laughs> right? I mean, that is. Okay. <laughs> so you, you, you got somebody on the ankle monitor. So they were bad enough yeah. to get an ankle monitor. They disappear. Right. The police have to wait 48 hours. So it's like you're, the law basically is saying, well, you get a 48-hour head start if you want to run. Yeah. What, it, what could be the reasoning for lawmakers in the state of Illinois or anywhere in this country to go, hey, that seems like a good idea? Yeah, well, it's what they want. We can't have those big, bad police pursuing those criminals. Yeah. <laughs> Before we can even look for them. Uh. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed, and all we can do is give them a ticket. Now, I think it's even worse than somebody wants to live in your shed. I think if somebody gets into your house, yeah, it's the same but, thing. But I mean, look I mean, at what this is. This is, it's all fucking Marxism. All of this shit stems from that rotten root. Yes, you and have you no, what, you have no, uh, you have no items. You own nothing. Exactly. This is an, this is a backdoor way to abolish private property. It's that fucking simple. So somebody wants to barge into your house, take your car, whatever the fuck it is, tough shit, because we are one, we are one. Fuck that. I just can't wait, Darren, for the national divorce. I'm serious. There's no fixing this shit. I just want the fuse to get lit, get it over with, get it fucking done, because it ain't going to get fixed. No, it has to happen. It does have to happen. I'm wondering how many people are going to die because of this, how many people they will put in jail, knowing Illinois, Yeah, legal gun owners like myself, somebody mm-hmm. breaks into your house, you shoot them, oh, no, you have, you're going to jail because, you know, yeah. you, they were just, that's, weak, they're, that's fine. They, trespassing's no big deal. Right. Like, uh, no, I don't think people are going to stand for it. I, and this is for the entire state of Illinois. This, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
There you go. Which basically means they want Chicago to encroach the whole state mm-hmm. of Illinois. Right. Make it the state of Chicago. Right. I fully believe that this is going to uh, shake things up when it comes to the governor's race here in Illinois. I think the Democrats are done because you I think really I do because do this anybody with half a brain, even people that consider themselves Democrats. And I'm not saying Democrats are dumb. There's a lot of them that just don't pay attention that do not know the insanity of the far left that a lot of these Democrats are pushing now are going to yeah. be like, wait. Somebody can break into my house. They can live in my shed. They can pitch a tent in my fenced in backyard and the police can't remove them legally because you assholes passed this law. I think that's going to be enough. I really do. I think you're giving them way too much credit. Way too much. Maybe. I guess it depends how many people have this happen to them because I don't even care. They're not even fucking listening. I mean, come on. You heard the thing. <laughs> you know, what side, what side of the country is the Atlantic Ocean on? You know, who, who's the Queen of England lead? I mean, people are fucking the, the dumbing down of America has been be so complete that it's just over, man. They don't they don't fucking even hear that. All they know is how many, you know, who the Kardashians, what their names are, and who they're fucking this week. That's yeah, all but, they know. But if half they their don't friends care have, shit about this stuff. If half their friends have somebody move into their backyard that they can't get rid of and the police say tough shit, then I think they start. It depends how bad this gets, how quick, I suppose. Yeah. And I think it'll get there. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them. Well, I can tell you what level of force I think what is, is needed. Well, what does that mean? What is, I heard him say that. I thought, what exactly does that mean? You, well, you have, who's the you he's talking about? John Q. Public? Yes. Which means if so, somebody is on your property, the police cannot remove them. So I don't know what legally you can do. I so mean, can you do it yourself or hire a couple of elephants to do it? I mean, how does, what, does he, what does he fucking mean with that? I would guess that is exactly it. And I don't know where that leads to... Uh, you know, you injuring or killing somebody who yeah. is infringing on your rights by breaking mm-hmm. into your shed, as he said, or your home or your sunroom or whatever, or just pitching a tent on your property. Yeah. It's going to be up. Well, if the police cannot remove these people legally, you have to do it yourself or otherwise they stay there. Now, I don't right. know what you can legally do. I don't know if the law, this great new act that they're passing says mm-hmm. about that. It probably says nothing. Well, I think it's clear because if they say no and then you physically remove them, that's assault. Uh So you're going to jail, John Q. Homeowner, because you hear the balls to remove an intruder from your property. Right. Isn't that what it is? I think we're turning into South Park with the he's coming right at me. (laughs) If you're familiar with that, uh, I'm not of that bit, which uh, hunting became was made illegal in the south park episode unless you felt like you were in danger and an animal was set to attack you and when they went out hunting every time before they would shoot what you know a little docile uh rabbit just laying there oh he's coming right at us and then i think that's what's going to start happening maybe because i really don't think people are going to sit by and stand for that i i can't even imagine when these because everything is social media going viral. I can only imagine what's going to happen when these videos start coming out of somebody yeah. breaking into your property, being in your shed, being in your sunroom, pitching a tent in your backyard, and you've got the camera out while the cop comes in and says, well, I can give him a ticket, but I can't remove him. Mm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. 
I don't, I think that the the mindset of the American public has become, if we call it a mind, it's more like oatmeal, cream of wheat. <laughs> um, you know, in 2020, I predicted my, and I was so far wrong, obviously, that Trump would run away with it for one reason, and that was after, you know, how many how many summers of fucking burning and looting and rioting and deaths, you know. No, 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 have, Larry, Larry. Listen to the Democrats. That was mainly peaceful protest. Mainly peaceful protest, right? But still, you, there's, there's no denying what we saw. You know, no, you no saw there is. Thought, it was mainly peaceful well, protesting. Yeah, mainly peaceful, but still, people. I, my prediction was it, it would be like that's how Nixon cruised in so easily in '68 because the same shit had been going on to a much uh, just a tiny fraction of what was happening right. uh, in 2020. You know, you had the Democratic convention and a few riots, and you know, maybe in. Uh, 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 Detroit, L.A. was nothing, nowhere near as widespread. And, you know, the, the people say, hey, fuck this. You know, all Nixon had to say was, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a hard line on uh, law enforcement. Boom. Landslide. Right. So I figured, well, it's going to be the same thing again. Well, there's mayhem and horror going on in American streets. Trump's a lock. <laughs> Boy, was I ever wrong. So I don't I don't think I think the, the public has become so fucking cattle like and stupid they just don't give a shit. Give me my fucking cell phone. Right. Give me my porn. Give me my OnlyFans. And I don't give a fuck what's going on. I they really are distracted. That's what, where most of America's head is at today. Yeah, you're absolutely right. People are so distracted unless yeah. it happens directly to them. Then they're not paying attention, which, again, this will be the right. main question then of how bad this will get, how quickly mm-hmm. when everybody has something you know a close member of their family they are a close member of their family have something like this happen and they go well that can't be right that can't be the law Mm -hmm. and then maybe they wake up a little but it may take too long yeah and whether or not it's legal this is a massive threat to the residents of Orland park cook county and illinois but it doesn't end here there is currently a bill in in front of the house to remove school resource officers from our schools, which means no resource officer at Sandberg High School. The city of Chicago has already done this. I personally don't want to see the city of Chicago become the standard for how we conduct public safety because they've abandoned their police officers and abandoned their residents and created a war zone full of criminals. There's also a bill to make fentanyl a misdemeanor in this state. And I want to remind you that we have representatives that currently represent us or will represent us potentially in the federal government that voted to not extend the fentanyl ban federally. Fortunately, it passed. But there are people that actually believe that we shouldn't have a ban on fentanyl that currently that currently represent our community. That's just absolutely unacceptable. It's, it's like they won't, they, they won't stop until they destroy our communities and our society. Hey. We all need to take a stand against this. This is a very, very dangerous bill. Yeah. Now, this is a politician I can actually get behind. That yeah. It's like, hey, they're doing this on purpose. This is not accidental. They are not that stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, can somebody explain the logic of why you're decriminalizing fentanyl a drug that kills a lot of people the moment they touch it right i mean why would you do that why would you make it not a against the law to trespass on somebody's property i mean there's so much of this stuff it's like 
will anybody ever ask the logic to the people that are passing this kind of stuff? I mean, I don't see J.B. Pritzker out there explaining what's going on. What do you happen to recall roughly by what margin he uh, took that his last election? It was probably fairly big. I mean, I don't think there was any uh, any doubt that he was going to win. Okay, well, there you go. We'd have to look that one up, but I'm guessing. Uh, and and it, when was the last election? When was he last plugged in there? Um, when was the last? That's a good question. You have a lot of questions, Larry. <laughs> J.P. Ritzker. Um, elected. It's a four, what is governor? Are they six years? Every, I think usually most states it's four years. Well, well Illinois it could be 12. I mean, it's hard to it, say. Right. Yeah. yeah. Daily. I mean, he was king for forever. But um, he was elected in 2018. He defeated Bruce Rauner in a general okay. election. Uh, okay. All right. So in 2018, so he's due now, right? I guess there's another this this November, right? Or maybe it is a six year poll in uh, Chicago. There may be 2022. That may be he's coming up, which it may because right. there are other people uh, that are, uh, like I said, this guy that mayor of this Orland Park here is, uh, yeah. I believe, running for. Uh, yeah. So Chicago as a war zone was not a secret when this asshole was installed. Everybody knew and they probably knew what his policies were. And people don't fucking care because on the one hand, it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, people, criminals can do what they want. On the other hand, I'm sure, you know, JB's very big on the uh, the handouts, isn't he? Oh, I mean, yeah, huge. Santa Claus. Well, and he's a billionaire. So exactly. Well, there you go. So, yeah. So the the the, so the, 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 you know, the mindset will be, well, you know. Give me something for free. I'll take my chances with the crime. Now, did you guru it is six years in Illinois? Thank okay. You. So it's just, so, okay. So you had another two years of this asshole. Right. And uh, looking, okay, here we've got Pritzker won with 54.5% of the vote. That's good margin. The Republican had 38.8%. So I guess Mickey Mouse probably had a few votes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> we wish he would have, uh, Mickey would have been a better, better choice. Yeah. But this is the insanity this is the mentality and uh this is where one of the clips you brought from uh i mean a guy in a band that i like but i i heard this and it's like um ken casey of the uh of dropkick murphy's (laughs) and as i've mentioned before it's like if if, if people ask me this all the time like well how could you, you know how could you like springsteen and you know steve earl and it's like if i only like people that agreed with my politics i would only be able to listen to like ted nugent all day (laughs) <laughs> Which isn't bad, but I do like a little variety. Well, yeah. I brought this clip because I heard, I never heard, the, I mean, I heard, heard you mention these guys once or twice before. I know you like the band, but I never really looked into them until you, I listened to your show and everybody should listen to Tyron's show, Random Thoughts, Random D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. I do. And you didn't said you didn't want to play this, this clip because it was too, too profane right. for that show. And I thought, well, nothing's too profane for this show. You're right about so, that. You know, yeah. But it's good. It's a good rant. I'll give I'll give you that. It is a good yeah. rant. And the Dropkick Murphys, I mean, they're very related to the Boston Red Sox. They're a Boston mm-hmm. band. I like yeah. Irish punk. There's yeah. a few really good Irish punk bands out there. And they're very much blue collar and fighting for unions, which I get in certain industries. Mm-hmm. But this, again, is the the mentality that no, the other side's idiots. They're duped. But we can uh, play this clip, and we can let Ken Casey speak for himself. If you were part of a union or working class people who were allowed to build a better life in the middle class in America, you 
Stop. That's First like if you ain't all, black. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you fucking listen to us. This fat fuck. This talent was zero. <laughs> Ken Casey. He's not a singer. First thing I will say when I looked at him, I thought that's John Fetterman's bunk punk. That's who he is. <laughs> He's got his fucking proly shirt on, and he's you know the whole fucking thing is look how rough, tough I am. What an asshole. What a talentless asshole. I guarantee you he can't play a single fucking instrument. He is the kind of guy who you would find, you know, at a, a beer blast in some, some you know, college rathskeller, or maybe in a moose basement, um, <laughs> yes. you know, who, who gets up and does karaoke at uh, 3 a.m. And then, and then passes out in his own piss and puke. That's what this fucking guy is. That's his level of talent. Well, I just said Irish punk. I mean, you're explaining what exactly asshole. what Irish punk is, you know, what it's, a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be to be fair, I will say they do a lot for the Boston Children's Hospital charities and stuff like that. So they do some good things. But, yeah, the the political side, mm, they, yeah. they've, they've drunk the Kool-Aid. Because if you're out there buying those fucking hats, they'd be swindlers and selling at that fucking fair. I'm so now anybody selling a MAGA hat's a swindler. Yeah. Sorry, kids. I know there's kids here. Then you're part of the problem, and I'll tell you why. Because you're being duped by the greatest swindler in the history of the world. You know, I thought that was kind of a, uh, that was a compliment, I think. It was. And you're right. I mean, you, you <laughs> what? it's like Just the greatest swindler. Tr- I mean, really, yeah. that's to be the greatest swindler in the history of the world. There have been some good swindlers. I like to fucking uh, trace this uh, this Porker's uh, lineage, you know. I like because I, you know, I'm first generation. My mom was born and partially raised in Ireland, and um, you know, my family they they knew donkeys like this asshole, and what we called them were professional Irishmen. And I'll bet you that guy's real name is like uh, Tony Galat, or, <laughs> or, or if you traced it back, maybe maybe his great 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 grandfather was you know was from Ireland. Something he's a total bullshit artist. And people who do that, who make their bones on some ethnicity, any ethnicity, make me puke because that you had nothing to do with that. That's strictly an accident of fucking birth. Okay, so it's it's another another check mark in his performer is zero. Yeah, he's definitely Boston. He's a Bostonian. Yeah, and fuck Boston, too. I, I've been there a couple times. Never liked the place. And he, he, there's this guy from the state that kept that murderous sack of shit, Ted Kennedy, in a senatorial seat for 40 fucking years. Okay? And he's he's out there telling people what to do. Shut up. Yeah, they had their socialized medicine before anybody yeah, else. That's right. And this is why you grow up somewhat uh, idiotic, because uh, mm-hmm. of the place where you lived. I don't think yes. there's a question about it but this this whole concept got me more than anything else which is the hey if you believe the opposite of what i believe you bought into the swindlers Mm. and me the person sitting on the other side i'm going "Mm, i think you bought into the swindlers (laughs) so how do you then have that uh have that conversation you don't because of the how just black and white it is i will say and i think i mentioned it on random thoughts i don't know if it was this particular clip but he had pulled out this same line of uh you know uh, what he's saying here at a few different shows and in at least one of the shows 
a let's go Brandon chant broke out mm. while he was doing that, which says, Beautiful. you know what? To me, that's a punk crowd. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're just like, fuck yeah. you right back right. at you. Good. Don't believe yeah. what you're saying. And that's the way it should be, because it should be a back and forth. And then you have to realize that, you know, this is your audience and not everybody's built the same way you are. Not everybody's going to believe exactly what you believe. And then the question becomes, do you want to demonize those people and tell them that they're part of the problem like this asshole just did? Or do you want to say, hey, I think you're mistaken here for this, this and this. And let's have a conversation about it. But the left does not want to have conversations. It seems. That- that guy's head doesn't, you know, go that deep, Darren. He can't think those thoughts that you were just articulating. That he's, I would probably agree not, with you. He's not equipped to do that. Now, if I, if I was going to get into a bar fight, I'd want to be on his side. He looks like a tomato can to me, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I have a comment on that. You're being duped by a bunch of grifters and billionaires who don't give a shit about you or your family. They care about their fucking tax breaks and the money they can put in their pockets. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, like those those poor those poor legislators like Pelosi and uh, Schumer, all these all those penniless people who do care about you, right? I mean, Nancy's only worth one hundred and fifty million. You're forgetting uh, about Hunter and Joe. Hunter, Hunter and Joey, <laughs> exactly. Hunter and Joey. I mean, they're at the poverty line themselves. They're working class dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. This guy's a complete moron. Again, bought into the swindler. He obviously yeah. believes the other swindlers. Right. Right. If you consider yourself a patriot and you're spouting off that election denying shit, I will fight your ass outside if you want to. Stop. What did he say? I will fight you what? Something assholes if you want to. Outside, outside. I think. Uh, there you go. Okay, that's where that's where you pray for some fucking MMA guy <laughs> to vault up on the stage and fucking clean his clock and say challenge accepted and, you know and why wait to do it outside when you're your sidemen and bodyguards are let's do it in public right now chubs <laughs> guys like that total assholes just a, an archetype an asshole archetype incredible but let's remember larry he's on the side that says the other side only wants to have political violence right as he's saying he'll kick your ass if you believe the uh, that so uh i can't really take him that seriously at all yeah because of no. that and it's posturing and i get it these guys do stuff and girls for yeah. the audience that they think is in front of them which is why i wish if there is any video i'd love to see you know his face if the crowd starts chanting back let's go brandon because Ex- like, exactly yes that's yeah, when your yeah. brain breaks right <laughs> <laughs> and you're like i don't get it how did this happen now yeah but i think that was the main thing there's a few more seconds here but is there anything else in here uh no. probably not probably not yeah He's a chooch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's Irish punk. I get it. You think that's the, it's a bar brawling mentality. And uh, I still enjoy some of the music they put out. Like, I'm not taking my political advice from them. Mm-hmm. Then again, I really am not taking my political advice from most musicians. I listened to Uncle Ted because right. uh, if you've ever watched any of these lengthy interviews that he has done, including on Rogan, and there was yeah. one on Piers Morgan where he just, eviscerated piers morgan on the gun stuff yeah yeah and, and thing you know the flip side of that is i i really don't care for ted's music um but i do like his politics so see yeah. there you go it all works go. out in the end it all works out you know that's the that's the beauty of the system that we currently have kind of yeah is that both sides get a chance there was a uh one of the commentators on msnbc i had pulled it for something else but didn't pull audio on this 
talked about how dangerous it was at this point in history to cover both sides of certain stories. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, do you not hear yourself? I mean, it's your audience that stupid. Well, that he, he must be an executive at Twitter and Facebook. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, besides which, right? We have Come to on. push right. We have to push one thing and one thing only. And that is just so dangerous. We're coming up to in another, you know, obviously election cycle here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pull a Newt Gingrich clip. I'm I, I was oh. a big fan of Newt back in the day. Okay. He's, you know, lost me a little bit here and there, but I thought this was an interesting comment. He was asked because the uh, January 6th committee wants to talk to him. Oh, do they? Uh-huh. And okay. he was asked if he would uh if he would take part in that and there's what we get from Newt. There's never been a more blatant misuse of the Justice Department this close to an election. You know, the ground rule used to be that 60 days out, they stopped all this stuff precisely to not try to influence an election. Now, have you ever heard this? I mean, this is this sounds to me like it's not obviously written down anywhere. It's not written in stone. It's not a law. But this was like we had a gentleman's agreement, if you can have that Mm. in politics, that 60 days before an election, all of this mudslinging and this January, you know, what the January 6th is, what all the Trump investigations were. Well, we tried to keep that all out of the public eye 60 days before an election because it shouldn't be influencing an election. And now it seems like that's the whole point. Yeah, I was not aware of that. I'd never heard that, but I had not either. So it's a very interesting concept. It's like, when was this? uh, When was this the. And even if it was informal, when was this the law of the land? Yeah. And, and when did this stop? I'm just curious because I think that's a very interesting point. Instead, you have a deliberate targeting process underway to intimidate Republican donors, Republican candidates, even Republican lawyers. Uh, we haven't seen this is clo- as close to a police state tactic as we've ever seen in this country. Uh, stop. And of course, the. What does he mean as close to? Well, I think he means it, it is. is, but he's he's hedging yeah. his words a little bit. Yeah, it does seem exactly like a police state. Exactly, at this point. there's no, it's no, it's close to it is, of course. I mean, it may be less so in some states, and I know we are all well. You and I are a little biased because we live in areas that are very, very liberal. Commie, yeah, commie. Yeah, you may not yeah. get that in Wyoming, but from our point of view, yes, it is a police state. And of course, the, this totally, I think, inappropriate, it's not really a, a congressional committee. It's a show trial in the Stalinist tradition. They're apparently sitting down this week with their uh, Hollywood producer. Think about this. They're sitting down with their Hollywood producer yep. to plan the next two months. See, now, that is also something the mm. average citizen has no idea. None. This is how they're doing this political run up to this election this is how they're doing the propaganda run mm-hmm. i should say yes and they're sitting down with the hollywood producer to be like well how do we make people believe this it's so great when the truth doesn't come to the top but they know they've taken the measure of their base and you know facts have no bearing at all it's just given like some fucking lunatic uh idiotic cape movie plot really yes. that's what it boils down for them well that's what they right? all want they want that it's the whole emotional bias thing again if you can yeah. get people emotional about something right you'll get their vote yes you don't need logic you don't need facts 
This is an absurdity. And Americans should be insulted True. that these people think they're stupid enough to fall for this kind of thing. Yeah, but and they just are. yeah, that's you're but right. They are. They are. <laughs> they did. And they and they probably will again, and that's yeah. the problem. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, the President of the United States being with this whole investigative special master, <clears throat> we're inside 60 days. We should not Is be that- hearing any more about the investigation till after the election. Don't you agree? Yeah, I think this ought to be a bit to one side. And by the way, they've managed to put Hunter Biden to one side for several years. So uh, this is a totally one-sided, partisan, I think, dangerously corrupt process that Americans should be really worried about in terms of their own personal safety from the government. Yeah, and he was on Fox here. I forget the guy's name. Was he was Kilmeade. Kilmeade, yes. Like, Brian yeah. Kilmeade, you're right. Hmm. And it's like, he's well, right. Stalinist he's tactics. Right. He's right. But even, see, the thing is, the, the right, they, they, they just don't get it. Because what he's saying what 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 uh um fucking white-haired guy saying newt uh, newt, newt Rich. thank you newt i can never remember that guy's name because it's so weird um what newt is saying is going right over the heads of of the people that most need to understand it okay they don't give a fuck the word show trial and they don't care about that and they have to stop campaigning that way it has to be a relentless hitting on the price of gas the skyrocketing crime. And so th- those are those are issues that people understand, even even people who are very unaware. OK, yes. But when you talk about the mechanics of government and show trials and 60 days out, they don't fucking care about it. they don't understand that it's not going to swing one single vote. No, and you're right on because that is there was about uh, another minute and a half of this conversation. And he said exactly what you just did and said that. They need to focus on the economy. They need to focus on the situation at the border and hopefully get Trump out of this because he's too much of that lightning rod. Like Mm -hmm. if you can get Trump out and just talk about those few things that will win the election Mm -hmm. because people have known that I don't understand how you can't comprehend the fact that the January 6th thing is just a rerun of the Russian collusion story, which is. We're right. going to keep saying bad stuff about Trump with zero corroborated proof mm-hmm. and evidence. Yeah. And it's not about getting a legal win. This is not about charges that are going to stick. We're just going to be able to say, well, he's been in peace. Oh, he's been charged. It's uh, right. That's obviously he's bad. It's like, no, guilty until proven innocent. Wait, no, that's not the way it is here anymore. It was the CNN yeah. guy, right? That said. You're innocent until somebody claims you did something or whatever right. the wording was. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah. But uh, now all of this election rigging stuff, mm-hmm. which I still think is great. If, if anybody out there has not heard the super clips that are out there, just do a search for Democrat election deniers yes. and <laughs> see how many are out there that somebody again was just claiming that there was some local election that you know the republicans stole and i'm like how can you even still say stuff like this right because i thought you were the worst most horrible and you deserve to be hung if you dared to to question an election Mm. now i do wish that anybody that was in power that was questioning these elections actually had some proof that would be helpful you know 
I was going to sure. say not having proof was problematic, but I heard on the, that Larry show that you don't use that word unless you're a douchebag. So <laughs> I wasn't going to use that word. Don't want to fall into that. It is most frequently that. used by douchebags. You know, that's true. It, it is. It is absolutely is. true. Yeah. But you have a clip on uh, Scott Lobito on oh, election yeah, rigging. Does this, does this need any setup? No, it's never. You almost never need a setup with Scott. He's, he's like a he's like the professional uh, pinch hitter in baseball. Exactly. Yeah. You'd just be sitting there on the bench for three hours, and you're like, "Hey, go do your thing." Damn. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Scott, you're a fucking idiot, Lobato. <laughs> Why did he change his middle name? <laughs> right. <laughs> you gotta love him when he talks to himself like that. It's good. It's good stuff. The election wasn't rigged. There was no election interference. I'm the tinfoil hat guy. I'm the conspiracy guy. The election was rigged and interfered with. For obvious reasons, the 90% media, liberal media, always interferes and rigs it for the fucking Democrat. So does big tech. But now for the FBI the Federal Bureau of Investigations to admit that they stopped that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden story in order so Donald Trump would not win? Kids, that is interference at its highest level and that is rigging an election at its highest level. And if you don't see that, you got shit on your face because your head is so far up your fucking ass. <laughs> wow, yes, he's right. Yeah. Eloquently said, too. Yeah. Yeah, there have been multiple FBI agents that have been either convicted or have admitted that they did yes. help out Hunter Biden mm -hmm. by providing with information, by keeping the information from going up the chain. Mm -hmm. There's no question at this point that that happened. Right. But that's really not the 24 seven story I'm seeing on CNN, no. though they are getting slightly no. better. It's definitely not on MSNBC. <laughs> No. the the corporate media is still just uh they're there to make money and that's the other thing that a lot of people i think have realized at least the people that listen to us and listen to shows like no agenda right realize that when you tune in it doesn't matter if it's fox or msnbc or cnn they have one goal in mind and that is to make money they don't go out of their way to provide you with the best news necessarily they provide you with what's going to keep you on your ass with their station tuned in mm -hmm. for hours yeah that's the only business model sure which is why the trump hate really worked so well for cnn when trump was in office yeah and i will say bill o'reilly called it almost to a t that the minute trump was out of office cnn's ratings would crater and we've seen that happen. We've seen multiple people from CNN be fired. We see a new guy coming in to run it who's like, and the, there was an article, I think I mentioned this on a random thoughts, where somebody was like, well, one of these guys uh, that's on the board or something with CNN said, it, said that they wanted more, uh, you know, balanced reporting, whatever that means, was the, right. <laughs> was the commentator like, <laughs> you don't know what that means? But I really believe that's true for some of these people like, well, what is why would what do you mean balanced reporting? We're here to bash Trump. And if it doesn't bash Trump, we don't report it. So what is balanced? Well, there hasn't been any real journalism in the legacy media for God. God knows how long. It's insane. It's because of the fact, again, it's all about money. Yeah. 
which is why some of the best journalists out there are now independent. Mm -hmm. And you'll find their work mainly on, you know, Twitter and Substack. But the the downside of that is back when journalism was a thing with the corporate entities, because it was a part of the a much bigger holding usually. So, I mean, again, like, say, ABC, their whole Mm -hmm. thing was making money on you know having the disney shows and whatever the primetime shows were and part of that was because you were over the air that they had to have some news programming so they were hands off right and the people that were actually bringing you the news were not being you know their strings were not being pulled they were not puppets to the corporate gods they were just there doing the job because the networks were like we don't care about you you're not making us money you're just there to do a public service not, I think yes and no. I mean, if you read, um, what was his name? Uh, Bernard Goldberg's bias. From, you know, he's a guy who went way back at CBS. Um, I think there, there's always been some, some string pulling and some, some, uh, giving direction to, uh, to the talking heads by the, from the corner office. It's just, it's just more in your face. Now they've just dropped all pretext or pretense of acting like it's even handed journalism. It's just, here's, here's the party line. Here's what we're going to blow in your face. But I think even back in the day, you know, Uncle Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, big, big time lefty. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's how it worked. But there was more of a concept that we're going to let you hear both sides. Maybe. Yeah, you could get. To, yeah. Yes. Yes. Which now know that. Can, can you imagine being. Yeah. No, nobody's ever invited us on MSNBC to be. a. Why uh, is that? Yeah. <laughs> Of course, we tell them to fuck off. But, you know, you mentioned other independent journalists, but no. They, and you said that you know, maybe they're heard from on Twitter. No, they're not They're until they say the wrong thing. Then they're banned from from Twitter, even if it's not an independent journalist, even if it's the, the oldest one of the oldest standing newspapers in the country. The New York Post right. was banned by them because they were they were flogging the Hunter's laptop story. And that was bad. They didn't like that. They so dared tell the Hunter story. Right. Don't talk about Hunter. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I think, I think that few people other than in our realm of no agenda and so forth, under, understand or grasp how basically, as far as I can see, you know, the, the battle's over. It really is. They fucking won. They control everything. And there's no, there's no point in trying to rectify that anymore. It's just, let's fucking split and get it done with. And I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know either. I, I wish I did. You know, it, it's going to be an interesting thing, but it is. And I've mentioned it a bunch of times. But if you really want to understand how we got here, a big part of that is the weather underground. Yeah. Because it was about dividing everything. It was, mm-hmm. okay, you got to get the poor people against the rich and vice versa. We got to get the black people against the white and vice versa. We have to get the citizens against the cops and vice versa and you do this everything everything even even age brackets fucking boomers fucking millennials it's it's they've parsed up everything so everybody's a reason to hate someone else and they knew that if you wanted to be able to have a revolution without actually taking up violent arms which we may be getting to now but if you wanted a revolution and you wanted to succeed, you had to do it from within, and that meant taking over two key areas, the education system and the news media. Done. And that's exactly what's happened. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think anybody that is hearing our voice right now would say, no, the educational system is mainly conservative in this country, or no, the mainstream media is mainly conservative. Sure. And there's a fallout from that. I mean, you go back to the, you know, the Hitler youth saying, well, we don't really need the parents if we got the kids because we're, right. we're, we're dealing long game here. Mm-hmm. And what is happening with the kids in this country right now? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I agree. I agree that there may be a split coming. I just don't know. How does it work? What does that look like? I'd love to know. Yeah. How do we how do we separate the two vastly different mindsets? Yeah. Especially being that. A vast majority of the people that are the on the liberal side live in the the highly populated cities, mm-hmm. and everybody else pretty much lives in more rural areas. Yep. Uh, I don't know, maybe fences. I know they're trying a new thing in our area here because you know traffic's so bad mm-hmm. to get downtown. And I guess Delta's a part of this. They're going to, or they've either. Uh, they're going to be testing electric helicopter type vehicles as a Delta, shuttle you mean, service. You mean Delta airlines? Yes. Really? They bought a bunch of these and I, they're somehow into what this, what they're doing it over the next few weeks in the area here where there is a helipad at one of the local, uh, the fire department training centers in this, one of the suburbs right here. And then another one up in one of the Northern suburbs and they're testing out, doing a helicopter basically taxi service from the two suburbs into chicago and then back Hmm. and they're using just normal helicopters now because they're just doing a a proof of concept kind of a thing but they want this to be these electric vehicles that are going to be able to fly i'm like oh that's just going to be a new way to die So electric you're talking electric helicopters kind of yeah i mean i don't know if they're actually going to be helicopters or more i don't know plane like or you know if they're going to be more but uh, i'm assuming if you're landing on a helipad you can't really be uh you know there's a big difference between landing on a, a helipad and a runway you need much different amount of mm. uh real estate yeah but it's like i i don't know I've, I've never been on a helicopter i have no no desire to be on a helicopter nor do i no they just don't seem safe, but it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, again, we're trying to blur the lines and be able to move people in, which just means then they'll be able to Chicago just wants to annex all of these suburbs because then they could bring in more tax money. Sure. They already pay enough because we have uh, even way out here outside of Crook County. We have Chicago Lake Michigan based water, so they're making money hand over fist. Mm. What they do with it. Eh, not so. Yeah. Not so much, but I'd like, uh, really, you're going to start electric helicopters. Yeah, try that. If anybody wants to try that, let me know. Mm. But we are a value for value podcast. And since this is episode number 50, we had a couple of people come in big and it was a battle royale. Oh, boy. Amongst two people and uh, Dame Kenny Ben Kendra. She wins at $50 and 50 cents. Thank you. Thank you, Kendra. She says, Darren and Larry celebrating 50 shows XOXO Kendra. And we appreciate that. (laughs) Love her artwork. And she does a great job. Been kicking my ass over on the no agenda artwork. (laughs) I I step back a little because it's like I won so much. And and (laughs) you get tired of winning like Trump. Right. Then people get tired (laughs) of hearing my voice and seeing my name everywhere. So, you know, we're just kind of laying in wait. 
yeah if you will but also coming in at fifty dollars the one the only the great bandrew scott you may know andrew from the podcastage youtube channel yeah and the bandrew says podcast he says congratulations on 50 episodes of pure unadulterated cathartic rage that should be a tagline i like that he's great you know there's so many uh angles to uh bandrew i didn't realize it was like surfing around his youtube channel stuff do you know he has a he's got a watch channel too he's kind of a wristwatch uh, aficionado which is also fascinating stuff i've got a few tiktoks myself and uh he really knows his stuff guy's amazing yeah, I, think, love I think you really picked up the bug under the the coronavirus everybody was looking for something to uh yeah to do so he's got a channel on that he's got a channel for his music yeah and uh, also excellent from good yeah. stuff i mean really it's hard and he knows how to actually play the guitar unlike uh, having a computer just uh <laughs> yeah fix everything and and yeah. all of that very good he added also in the no agenda poll larry may be concerned but he wasn't number that he wasn't number one but i am team larry all the way (laughs) well thank you bandrew and speaking of the way speaking of that polls um what is this about sir gene is bitching about my voice now i didn't hear this myself but i saw that in the in the on the social stream somebody mentioned that what's going on that's gene's long-running joke is that when he listens to planet rage he can't even hear your voice because it's so low and manly it's just his ears don't register <laughs> the... <laughs> so it's an auditory thing okay. yes yes all right and okay. uh bandrew says here's to 500 more episodes i mean we've only done 50 wow. bandrew 50 and he like does it. numbers for a daily thing too so it's like 50 and 500 not the same bandrew fabulous but i mean we'll go for 500 more and we appreciate that and you <laughs> yeah, know sure, give it a shot when it comes to gene he just likes to make those little sarcastic digs because gotcha. his voice is i mean that's why he likes to record really early in the morning because he's convinced that his voice is a little bit lower in the morning and as the day goes on he gets a little higher well everybody's is i mine is i almost always do mine early in the morning but i do it because that's before the the fucking uh, police choppers start flying <laughs> and the, the leaf blowers i mean you know by 10 o'clock it's over and then by 10 o'clock at night i'm asleep so it's got to be early and, and i think he's right i think most people's voices are a little, a little heavier so that's a pro hours. podcasting tip right there Record maybe it is early. i don't know yeah yeah and in an isolation booth if you can yeah, i could use one of those yeah our buddy captain oblivious coming in with five dollars and 55 cents and thank you captain number 50 it doesn't seem like it's been 50 episodes it doesn't it's just we're having fun right way too much fun and of course comic strip blogger coming in with fifteen thousand and thirty three satch which was worth three dollars and 32 cents so close to 333 very close right before the show started he says howdy larry and darren so gregory william forsyth foreman from kent is shifting his business from multiple pub owner and former bbc actor to multi-million tv show developer well and he's not going to be able to keep reading your podcast csp if he becomes too popular yes then who's second on your list you calling me you calling larry you calling dame jennifer who are you going to replace gwiff with when he can no longer do that show maybe gwiff is forced into this because i saw a thing that was something like 70 percent of pubs in the uk may have to close this winter because they can't afford the electric bill did you see that i have not but that's an interesting yeah. take on yeah. all of this uh this energy man-made energy crisis because of you know putin oh everything's putin 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 yeah well the uh 
we covered on uh, on uh, must have been unrelenting with Gene on Friday. The fact that uh, Sweden, their law for this winter, same kind of a thing that I'm sure that the UK is going through here because of this energy crisis. If you turn up your thermostat past uh, 66 degrees Fahrenheit, I forget what that was in Celsius, but if it was 66 degrees Fahrenheit, if you heat your home higher than 66 degrees Fahrenheit, you could go to jail for three years. There you go. Welcome to the world, new world order. Mm-mm-mm. That's coming. And I guess everywhere. they all have those smart fucking thermostats. So this can be monitored, of course, right? Probably. I was. These are all the questions I have, which is one. Mm. Is that forced? And if it's forced, can you get uh, can you get another? And it doesn't even say using the gas or whatever energy that they're trying to conserve. Because, I mean, what mm. if you just burn coal or you burn, you know, uh, yeah. if you burn wood and your fire? What if you actually? OK, so you throw a couple logs in your fireplace and you accidentally heat your house up to 68 degrees. That's a three year jail sentence. Believe it. You got to be very, very, very careful. <laughs> and remember, 66 is twice 33. Oh, this there. is true. Yeah, this is true. But I can see that could be an issue. So we hope that uh, Gregory, Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, his uh, pubs can remain open. Really? I mean, I was a staggering stat when I heard that. And, and uh, you know, who's talk- I know where I got that from um, Paul Joseph Watson. One of his videos, he said that. And he said something that's, you know, if you've ever visited, as we both have, is true. It's not just a place to get drunk. It's kind of a community center. It's where, you know, in so many towns throughout the UK, especially in Ireland, yes. uh, you know, it's where people gather. They, you know, it's kind of the, 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 the what, the backyard fence, I guess, with, with, with Guinness. <laughs> well, it's, and I was going to say, everybody knows, but some people don't know we have a capital in the United States that. Pub is short for public house. This is where everybody right. gathers. It's not just about drinking. Yeah. And it's where people just meet to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine that could be bad for business if you can't heat the place up either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think he said like some of the, the average winter heating bill was, I'm going to say 5,000 pounds. And this winter, it's supposed to be like 15, 18,000. It's like, fuck it. You know, they can't, they just can't stay open with that kind of, uh, pressure so (laughs) and everybody thinks this is accidental everybody thinks this is because of russia and ukraine go back and listen Mm -hmm. to barack obama i believe it was before he was elected president just do a search for obama cap and trade Mm -hmm. and you'll find the audio that he says well yes necessarily under my plan of a cap and trade system energy costs will necessarily skyrocket that's what you're seeing now. It has nothing to do with Russia, nothing to do with Ukraine. This is fully about mm-hmm. the crazy Green New Deal stuff and the climate yeah. change stuff. And overall, just taking away your rights and redistributing your wealth. Yep. Uh, but CSB also said Gregory William Forsyth Foreman is also narrating our podcast about artificial intelligence called AI.cooking. Give it a listen. My cartoons can be found at www.csb.lol, available as NFTs, too. Yo, CSB's going every route he can. I like that. He's making his artwork into crazy NFTs and putting them out there. And hey, if you can get people to pay for that, CSB, you're doing good. Mm. It's a crazy digital landscape right now. It is. Bitcoin's going up. Is it? I think it. What is it at now, Darren? 
I know it's up on the day. That's all I can really tell. Because okay. I remember last week it was like down around 17. And, um, I think it's back to like 22. Oh, okay. Which means if you can play this right, if you know when the bottom yeah. is and you know when it's going up, then you can yeah. have a lot of fun. Right now it's at 21, 588. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm just waiting for McAfee's prediction. Half million bucks for Bitcoin. <laughs> then I'll sell. That would be a good time. In the in the meantime, just keep hoarding. Or if you know if you don't want to do that, just send it to us by going to planetrage.show. Yeah. Mm. Planetrage.show slash donate. And then you can find all of the information how to take part in this value for value model. And uh we don't put any firewalls or well, there's not firewall, no paywalls either. There might be a firewall. <laughs> There's no paywalls. We put the shows out there. You decide what the show is worth to you, how much value you received from the show. You put that into a number. You get that back to us, and it all just works. And we appreciate everybody that has supported the shows over the last 50 episodes. We sure do. Thank you, one and all. And for listening, for giving us your time. Yep. That is a big part of this as well. We're glad people are enjoying this because we just do it because we like venting and, and, and talking about the insanity of what's going on. And we're glad that people are actually enjoying that. We are. Now, do you know what's coming up uh, this week on that Larry show? I do. Um, it's, which is a rare occurrence. Um, there was, <laughs> I'm borrowing an old, uh, for a title, uh, a headline from the New York post from Ooh. when I was a kid, maybe one of the, maybe the most famous headline ever, ever coined. And that was a true story happened in Queens, my, uh, my home borough in New York. And that headline was headless body and topless bar, <laughs> which was absolutely true. And, uh, some, some fucking psycho went in a, went a bar one night and held everybody at gunpoint and then got pissed at some woman in particular and cut her head off. Wow. Um, yeah. And so this has happened again in Northern California. Oh, I saw that. Story. Yeah. And, you know, in, in typical fashion, the, the media is so fucking lame the way they, they allegedly, they cover nothing. It's just top line shit, you know? And so it's such a fashion. When I read the story, I just got completely engrossed in it. And it's sort of a, you know, if you will, a deconstruction of, of, uh, of that story, you know, as well as another one, it's going to be two stories. And look at that. And the guy, I just love this one, um, viral video. Some guy got sucker punched got up and blew the other fuck away boom have you seen that no it's beautiful oh it's beautiful beautiful piece of video yeah well that's the <laughs> the country is waiting to explode yeah. it, it's it already is i think it's just kind of a controlled demo yeah it is it's a well it could be like an implosion then so we should expect yeah. uh yes this to go on for at least a few more months if not longer mm -hmm. i would predict that the upcoming election will probably hasten the destruction i mean i'm hoping i'm wrong i'm hoping that we see enough change and don't get me wrong because a lot of the republicans are just as horrible as the democrats true but i think we need to have that switch right now get the democrats out of power and basically take kind of a two-year breather on uh, any of this new stuff being implemented and then see what happens in the next presidential election. We shall see. But again, not feeling good about it. No. <laughs> I have no idea what this week's random thoughts will be about it. Will you probably, don't know? 
you know, and it may be tomorrow and it may be Wednesday. I've got a cardiologist appointment tomorrow. And then I've got a retinal doctor on Thursday. And, uh, oh, you got a fun week. Yeah, I know. Jeez, Christ. Eyes, (laughs) hearts. (laughs) Lots of fun stuff. I bet you're, you're just begging for a good hangnail. I know. And then uh, next week I go in and get the, uh, the crown fitted or whatever. I should be like, Oh, right. How did that, how's the, the teeth thing going? How'd that all work out? Yeah. The root canal went fine. I mean, it was okay, a little good. sore for a few days after and they'll tell you, well, you won't feel anything. Well, you'll feel a little of course. Of course. And, uh, I mean, of, of course, they knock you out for that or put you in twilight. What's the drill? What's no, the drill? just Novocaine, yeah. which is, uh, okay. Okay. you know, again, being big, strong guy, you're just, it's great. Um, well, yeah, let me ask you something. I mean, they, I mean, you're a big dude. Do they, they must have to dose you with more than the average person would get. Right. Well, she did a couple of shots of whether it's Novocaine or whatever they use. Now, I don't know if it's if it is still Novocaine, but they injected that into the gums and then came yeah. back after like 10 minutes or so. And like, well, how is that feeling? You know, is it where is it tingling? Where is it numb? And yeah. I'm like, no, I can still pretty much feel everything. Well, let me give you let me give you two <laughs> more shots of that. So. <laughs> gave me two more shots of that and then of course it was feeling a little numb it's not as bad as it used to be because i remember leaving the dentist and barely being able to talk because you couldn't like even feel your like uh, lips sure. or tongue at all that wasn't the case but with that said there were a couple of points and i believe i mean i don't know i didn't go look this up on how they do the root canal but i believe they drill down into the tooth. At least this is kind of my very basic understanding. And there's, you know, three or four roots for the back teeth. And I think once they drill down enough, they just yank those nerves out one by one and definitely felt a couple of those. Ooh. But so it this, was. I, that must be such small. This must like microsurgery or something. Man, fuck it. I'm trying to envision a pair of pliers you small know. enough to grab a, a nerve. You know, uh, I know going into the tooth and pulling yeah. it and then pulling it out. And, uh, you know, it was about, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of, wow, this is like the worst toothache you ever had. But then, you know, it's gone. Okay. Which, you know, is again, better than having, having the yeah. problem, but it's like, yeah, I'm sure some people would prefer not to, not to feel any of that the weirdest thing was a few of these drills now make almost zero noise really so it's very it's very weird to uh yeah. you know that was always a big part of it there's probably a big part that scared the hell out of people too sure that sound uh-huh. <laughs> especially when it's in your mouth and you're like oh <laughs> this is not, not not good but with the yeah. With the root canal, one of the first things they do, she's like, oh, have you had a root canal before? I'm like, yeah, I had one. She's like, so she, you know about the big balloon? I'm like, oh, I kind of forgot. The big uh, balloon? What's yeah, well, big they, balloon? they take a big, um, kind of like a balloon, a big piece of rubber type material, and they fit that around the tooth so that they can work on that tooth, but it's isolated from your mouth. So all of the saliva and stuff from your mouth isn't going in to keep the tooth, you know, as as much as they can uh sanitary mm-hmm. and all of that so you're kind of like breathing around this Holy big shit. piece that of rubber like- while they're doing it and you know the right hole or whatever wasn't caught you know cut into it oh like give me another one that she was trying to get it in with the the dental assistant and you know they were having trouble like getting that in and the dentist is like 
this is not uh, giving Darren a whole lot of confidence in how this is going to go. Yeah, I mean, I'd be like, can I take the waterboarding instead? I mean, holy shit, that sounds gruesome, man. Mm. But it wasn't, I mean, really, it's not as, I mean, it, it is what it is, and it's not, as you said, there's, when it comes down to it, there's some very just hardcore stuff that has to be done to pull out the roots of the tooth and then fill it back up with whatever and then put the crown back on it. But the reality is, uh, you know, it was not the most horrible thing. I mean, really, I'll tell you what the most horrible thing was. They were pulling out the nerve of one of the tooth and I could feel it. But then I heard a jewel song playing over the, uh, the music coming in and I'm like, the root canal is not so bad compared to having to listen to Jewel. <laughs> I would have thought you'd have requested nothing but Taylor for the entire procedure. See, that wouldn't that would have, have really put you in a good mood, right? Right. That, see, that should be it. They should give yeah. you the ability to bring your own CD in. Mm-hmm. My other dentist, who we talked about before, that passed away right before COVID started of lung cancer, he had a, uh, a record player, had a vinyl hooked up in the back room so they could put on a side and then. Uh, you could listen wow. to that while getting your teeth cleaned or whatever you had hmm. been done. Hmm. Like that was old school. Yeah. Now they just throw in whatever music. I'm sure it was one of the satellite services because there were no commercials. Oh, yeah. And the time I had gone in before it was country music. So I was expecting to hear country music. But no, this time was like 90s hits because it was like Smash Mouth and Jewel oh, yeah. and Alanis Morissette. And, uh, right. and yeah, you remember those things when you hear them while people are. Uh, oh, hoping. yeah poking around in your mouth (laughs) but i mean the reality is i mean we've heard your dental horror stories from way back when and yes by comparison this was a piece of cake you got off easy yeah you deserve it because you're a good man and i will some people should suffer in that chair (laughs) i guess i was one of them so right some people just need a little (laughs) bit of that and i will say that one of the perks of the wife now having a government job was the first part of this whole thing with the root canal which without insurance would have been like two grand it was like 160 bucks nice so nice. that was definitely helpful it's like okay it's not free it's still an expense that you weren't expecting but all things considered it could have been a lot worse yeah and hopefully that's what we'll be saying after next week when we get the crown thing i think it, they fit the crown and then you have to come back one more time to get it in and then uh, mm-hmm. and then all will be good and we're back on to the to the non-COVID and non-dentist dying. So getting back in, it's, it's important to get your teeth checked every six months or so because then they catch this stuff. That's true. And it's like, you know, you're like, wow, you know, if we would have just, but nobody was doing it. And then with the not having a dentist was also the other, was just so easy to put it off. Yeah. And you live and learn. Yeah. You live and learn. Well, you know, my, my dentist is a big fan of my show. So, uh, I tried to work a deal with him for a discount because none of my dental work is covered, but he, he didn't do that. So You're like, I'll mention you on the show. And he's like, no, <laughs> I don't like it. That, yeah, that would kill his business. <laughs> like, no, I'll tell everybody you're great. That's, yeah. that's the hardest pro- problem with, uh, you know, advertising a very local business. They're like, people are listening to you in Kuala Lumpur. How is that going to help me? Yeah. But with that said, we're happy you're all listening and we, we will are. be back next week. On Monday, same rage time, same rage channel, noon. Or maybe we'll switch. We should switch to one o'clock. If you want to. That may work better. Now that the wife comes home for lunch between 12 and sure. 1. Uh, That's better for you. I'll do that. We can do one o'clock. We'll see how it goes. We'll try it next okay. week. One o'clock central. 
All here right. on the Mighty No Agenda stream. Until then, stay raging. U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, do it! Shit!